Hello everybody, Paul Jancarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another podcast episode from Marketing Motivations, and that is no longer uh, a, uh, I was going to say, you know, the number four, how I used to say in my old podcast, well now when I say Marketing Motivations, I feel as though I have to say something else, and I really don't. So I have to get in the gist of that. But I digress. I want to uh, welcome you to another quote. But before I do that, uh, today's a special day in the United States. It is Veterans Day. Uh, For those of you that do not know, uh, those that serve In the military, past and present, we honor them in their service, past service, and in some cases, their lives. Uh, So it's a a nice holiday that's generally a midweek holiday and falls on the day um, of the 11th of of November. So that's a, a... I don't want to say a floating holiday, but, you know, Memorial Day, Labor Day, those types of holidays are on the first, first Monday or last Monday of, of the month there. Um, which brings me to my next point. Uh, 21 years ago, I was married to my present wife and... We remain married, although there's more love from me than there is from her. <laughs> I say that all the time to tease her, uh, but, you know, it, it's not an easy thing. You know, after 21 years of marriage, love uh, becomes more of a decision than an emotion. Uh, and once you understand that, You can do things to change yourself to really change your spouse's self. And it really can make for a a healthy, healthy marriage. You know, things that I don't like about my wife, I should take and ingest them and change myself in ways that she may not like about me, you know, and, and that's really how you can nurture and foster uh, a relationship. And, you know, it's like anything else, you know what you need to do, just like losing weight, you know what you need to do, but you choose not to do it, at least not right away. So, I don't know, several years ago, I was talking with my buddies. We all, a lot of us got, there's eight of us that are good friends. And well, I think five of us got married the same, the same year, or maybe four. But anyway, uh, we were talking, everybody's married now. We were talking about that. And we said, geez, when was the first fight that you guys had? You know, and we all were sharing uh, our stories. 
you know, somewhere on the honeymoon or whatever. Not a big tiff, but a tiff nonetheless. Uh, my first fight with my wife was 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 pretty potent. It really was. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't like it was just a little tiff. Uh, the n- night before the wedding, after the rehearsal dinner, uh, we parted our own ways. You're not supposed to see the bride until the wedding, this, that, and the other thing. So all my buddies and myself uh, went up to the hotel bar where we were staying, and we ran into some uh, ladies. Um, very nice. Uh, there really was no, you know, sexual attraction by any means. You know what I mean? It was, it was you know, a, f- a fun time. We were getting along well. And I probably had a few, many, two drinks. And I said to them, I said, you should come to my wedding. And they said, oh, we will. We'd love to. And my buddy's like, you're not going to go. And he said, I'll bet you 10 bucks. And she's like, you're on. So he's like, give me a 20. She's like, it's a $10 bet. He's like, I'll give you the 20 back if you show up to the wedding. She's like, fine. So thought nothing of it. And after the wedding, uh, the church wedding, we were getting driven to our reception. And I was kind of lamenting with my wife, oh, geez, you're not going to believe what happened last night, you know, yada, yada, yada. She's like, you did what? I said, yeah, I invited him to the wedding. I said, who knows if they're coming? She's like, I can't believe you would do that. There's people I couldn't even invite because of the size uh, that are unable to come, and you're inviting these perfect strangers? So she was pretty miffed. Um, So that subsided, and once we were at the reception, things went well. But, I don't know, halfway through the reception... The door opens and these three ladies come in, uh, one of which knew uh, one of the, the the attendees of the wedding. And she's like, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, I'm at the groom last night. You know, so it's a good thing, I guess, that I told my wife because it would have been a real uh, much bigger mess than it was. So they came up to my wife and was like, oh, congratulations. She's like, well, where's my gift? You know what I mean? Kind of snooty and... You know, and they were like, oh, boy. So she said to my groomsmen, I want them out. You know, I don't want them, you know, at my wedding. So the wedding crashers <laughs> um, had to go. But before that, she patted on her leg, referencing to my friend, and he dug in his pocket, gave him a, a $20 bill. Uh, and, and my friends had said to me uh, after, he's like, listen, I... I took the girls and I said, listen, this is going to be your first drink of the night, but also your last because you're going to be leaving. So it was, it was kind of a mess. And I took it upon myself during the band intermission to get on the microphone and publicly apologize to my wife, which a lot of folks yelled, it's not going to be the first time. So... It was, 
it was it was pretty comical, and my wife certainly took things in stride, uh, considering uh, all the preparations and everything that she went through and agonized about not being able to invite certain people. So, all in all, it was a um, it was a it was a funny funny story. More so for me, <laughs> my wife. Uh, our quote: obedience. And gratefulness go very well together. And that was um, Father Ray at a homily yesterday uh, talking about the gospel passage when he heals 10 lepers and only one returns to be grateful. Because initially, Jesus never said to them, you're cured, go in peace, your sins have been forgiven, none of that. He said, go and show yourselves to the priests. And all ten of them turned and went to show themselves to the priests. And in doing so, they were healed on their way. One of them, uh, in in such gratefulness, came back and and thanked Jesus. And and Jesus said, there were ten healed, were there not? Where's the other nine? He's like, I don't know. He's like... Only this foreigner has come to return to give thanks to the Lord. So it's, it's good for us to, to, be, to be obedient and grateful. It's important to, to remember that. Um, you know, it's very easy to do um, at times, but what's easy to do at times is also easy not to do. Instead of booking a vacation to get away from life, why not book a better life? You know, make a better life for ourselves. We all have the capacity of doing that. You can give me millions of excuses why you can't, and that's the reason why you haven't. Uh, Darren Daly today titled The Unsung Hero in Us All. And Darren says, no matter how long the enemy within interrogates and threatens you, never give in. Folks, that is so hard to do. Whether you're physically interrogated by uh, an enemy overseas or whatever have you, you're getting physically assaulted. It's tough. You know, um, to give in. It's tough not to give in. You know, uh, and and what's even more difficult at times is when you want to, you know, lose weight or have a healthier figure be uh, more uh, muscular. You know, it's not so much what you do in the gym. It's what you do outside of the gym. And, and, And more specifically, you know, what you put into your mouth to eat. Uh, because we can get caught in that trap. You know, I'm just really hungry. I'm going to grab this or that and, it's no big deal. Um, 
you know, I'll make up for it at the gym tomorrow. And that generally is, is bad advice, so to speak, <laughs> to do that. Uh, and celebrate your personal victories because no one else understands what it took to achieve them. And you need to have that celebratory um, breakups, times in your, in your month, day, years uh, to take, to take um, time to celebrate. And love the people who saw you when you were invisible to everyone else. And that's... That's a big one. You know, take time to love those that loved you when maybe not many other people did. You know, uh, you can't make decisions based on fear and the possibility of what might happen. That was Michelle Obama. Very true. You know, we, we need to make decisions based on determination and wants and desires. Um, you know, things generally don't work out well when we make decisions based on fear. And you need to think and act like the person you want to become. Bob Proctor champions that quote often you need to think and act like the person you want to become you know you may not be that person yet you may not be that uh, millionaire or um, you know ultra fit person but you need to to get on that frequency and you need to start acting like that person and that was instilled in me when I first got into the insurance business. You know, suit, tie, shave, look good, look the part. You know, that's when they said, you know, fake it till you make it. Now that's more of a taboo phrase uh, because you shouldn't be faking anything. You know what I mean? You should be living um, something. You should be living the life that you want to live. Uh, and, and again, I'm not necessarily saying financially, because you have limit limitations there, but live it in your mind. You know, you'll be very surprised how fast things move in the right direction. And today's story is about the blind girl. And there was a woman that was blind who really struggled with her impairment. The only thing she really loved was her boyfriend because he was so kind and compassionate. He would do anything for her. She said she would marry him if only she could see the world. Well, one day someone made a donation of their eyes. And she had surgery, which was successful, and she was now able to see. And with that, her boyfriend asked for her hand in marriage now that she could see the world. 
The woman turned to her boyfriend and was shocked to discover that he was blind. And not wanting any association with blindness, she broke up with him. And she broke up with the man she once loved. Naturally, her boyfriend was, was devastated and could not keep from crying. The, he left her and wrote her a letter. It said that his love will always be there for her. And at the end of the letter, he asked that she take care of his eyes. And the moral of this story that's shared is, you know, when our situation changes, so does our minds at times. You know, some people aren't able to see things as they used to be. And they may not be able to understand them either. And it was a, a nice moral sometimes, because sometimes when we get what we want, we get what we really, really thought we wanted, and we achieve it, it's actually not really what we wanted at all. And what we really wanted is something that we could really get any time we wanted it. So, you know, remember your um, your, your, your wants, your thoughts, your objectives. Remember what really matters. Because uh, sometimes we make these big financial goals that we give up so much to attain them at the sacrifice of our marriages, relationships with our children, time to be with our friends. And that may be fine for some of you, uh, but others, you're getting that goal to help better your marriages, your relationships with your children, and whatever have you. And you're doing it at the expense of that. So, I thought you would uh, enjoy that. Uh, and in the meantime, I, I ask that you um, keep me in your prayers. You know, for our healthy marriage, you know, a healthier marriage to get better and better, not worse and worse. And a better relationship with my teenage kids. You know what I mean? I had a great relationship when they were young, when we could play and we could hang out and they climbed all over me. You know, I need to roll with the, roll with the times. So I plan on checking in with all of you tomorrow. Um, Lord willing. In the meantime, 
be well, stay well, and we'll talk to you soon.